0: Hey there guys, it's Karen and I am so excited to share a bonus episode with you, super short, super to the point, and I'm sharing a really cool download that I got about how to shift from that dark spot into the light, some of my favorite hacks, and I know it's going to bless you. So let's dive right on in. Welcome to Flip Flop Your Lifestyle. I am Karen, a sunshine-loving, creative, intuitive, magical manifester who loves everything outdoors, especially the beach. Join me as I share unfiltered, simple steps to guide you from where you are now into living the abundant, juicy, delicious, fun-filled life you dream about. I am so excited for you as you begin your journey, so let's dive right in. Hey there, guys. I am so excited to say surprise, a little bonus for today. You know, I was in the gym getting my sweat on and this episode just kept coming through me. So as much as I wanted to just almost ignore it. My gut, my intuition, the download, it was no longer a gentle nudge. It was like a bucket of water being dumped on me and the universe and my spirit guides were saying this needs to be shared today. So that all being said, guys, it's Karen and it's a bonus to start off your Monday. So I am going to share with you, this is going to be super short. But it's something that was eye-opening and powerful for me. And so when I share this and I say the word you, I want you to realize that I am not pointing a finger at you. I am speaking to you as the collective. So you as a woman who is in the shoes that I was in not long ago, you as the person I see when I reflect back in the mirror And so this is not a finger pointing you, this is a you as the whole. That all being said, I wanna give you just a quick, like the highlight reel of where this experience comes from. I am somebody that I am turning 52 and I'm proud of that because as far as I'm concerned, age is just a number that is a way of keeping track of how many rotations around the sun I've done. How many trips? That's all it means. I know many women who are in their 80s who travel the world and are so energized and enjoying life because that's what they choose. And I know women in their 50s who are basically spending their day complaining about how miserable life is. So age is a number. That being said, my past experience includes, here's the highlight reel. My parents were bitterly divorced, and I'm talking like flying objects through the house. I am a child and adult survivor of sexual assault. I dealt with disordered eating and eating disorder for 18 years before becoming recovered. I dealt with domestic violence. I was married, lost my dad to an illness at just a couple of days before my birthday, I moved more times than I can count because of what other family members needed, wanted, decided to do. So I was along for the ride. I personally have been divorced. I am an empty nester. So raised a child who's now grown and flown. My mother passed away very suddenly. Um, It's not even quite a year now. And literally I had $700 to my name when I decided to pick up get divorced, move across the country to a town where I knew no one and was completely on my own. That's the highlight reel. And if you know me, you know, that's just the highlight reel. So what I'm going to share with you is how I shifted all of these things very quickly after holding on to the emotions and the feelings of sadness, dread, um, being broken, all that kind of stuff for decades. And it was a miserable place to be. So I want to share with you something I have said, gosh, to more people than I can count in just the last couple of weeks. So I feel that that's kind of one of the driving forces of this recording today is that we are not broken. You are not broken. You were born completely whole. You were born enough, you were born beautiful, you were born worthy, you were born happy, and all these things. So, when we go through a traumatic experience, and again, I'm speaking from my highlight reel, when we go through a traumatic experience, that's imprinted on our brain. I've shared about this before, I've talked about it before. And here's the thing if we continue to tell ourselves that we're broken, and that we have to be fixed before we can move on. All we are doing is giving power to that traumatic event in a negative way, and we're not. So if you are somebody that feels you are broken and you've said that to yourself, please gift yourself with the ability to look in the mirror and say, I am whole, I am worthy, I am enough. Not good enough, I am enough. So here's my quick hacks. Uh, Again, I'm going to keep this super short, but I want you to take out a pen and a piece of paper. Obviously, if you're driving, don't do this at the moment, but you're going to grab a pen and a piece of paper. And here's some things I want you to write down. Some highlight questions. Whatever your traumatic event was. First of all, I want you to write down the traumatic event. If you were somebody who, like myself, went through watching your parents get bitterly divorced, and now, you know, 40-something years later, both of my parents are gone, I look at it and I'm like, that was an entertaining circus I lived in. Very dysfunctional. The reality, though, was that was my mother and my father's way of interacting. Had nothing to do with me. And so breaking that generational curse and making a different legacy is powerful so write down whatever those traumatic events were for you not the long drama filled statement write down parents divorced when I was four whatever it was write down the event and then ask yourself what did I learn from this event what was it you learned from it for me, you know, I've had both my mother and my father pass away. I was younger when my dad passed away. I was barely, I literally d- turned 38 and two days later, my dad died. And my mother, I was just a few weeks after my birthday. So my birthday month, which is December, is filled with my parents, the anniversary of their death. So I could make that very sad and very emotional But I choose to do things differently. And this is how I did it. This is the shift I made. What was it that I learned from this event? Well, I learned that tomorrow is not promised. And I've been saying that for years. I have several friends that passed away very young, very unexpectedly. Um, I even watched my daughter when she was younger, you know, bury some of her friends at the ages of under the age of 10. That's horrible. And it was not Um, A long illness. It was sudden. So, watching that, by the time my daughter was basically going off to college, I think I had watched her say goodbye to six or seven of her friends her age, which is heartbreaking. So, the question is what did I learn from this event? Like, truly learn from it. And most people will tell you, say, you know, how does thinking about this event make me feel? Okay, well, here's a better question. When you think about this event, what are you choosing to feel? What are those emotions that are coming up? And feeling is healing. Okay, I have a friend that says that, actually I have several friends now that say that, and I didn't understand it at first. Years ago, didn't grasp it. It's only been in the last maybe 12 months that I've really grasped this. What is it that I am choosing to feel about it Feel those feelings and then ask yourself what do I believe about this event? What purpose do these feelings that I am choosing to have what do they have for me? What's the purpose in all of this? Why do I choose on a daily basis to feel this same feeling again and again and again about this event? Now If it's a new event, it just happened, feelings are going to be raw. Emotions are going to be raw. That doesn't mean you can't start to get a grasp on them. What that means is it's going to be heavier. It's going to be bigger. It's going to feel more intense. And that's okay. You know, if you just lost a parent recently or a loved one recently, it's raw. Okay, And I'm not saying use this and turn it off immediately. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is use this to allow yourself to honor your feelings and your emotions and honor your loved one. If you went through a traumatic event, uh, we just had a hurricane here. And let me tell you, for the several days after the hurricane, I was dealing with the realization that Thankfully, it wasn't my town that was hit, but we were the original predicted area to be hit. Yet, it hit not far from me, very just south of me, not very far. And the trauma of seeing the photos of that and the videos and talking to friends who lived there, that was still a trauma for me on a different level. I'd been through a hurricane back in 1992, I know that experience all too well. And so I had to do my own work for several days and a lot of it to shift those feelings to a place where I was like, okay, I can function with this. So what is it about that event that means something for you? The next question, again, is why am I choosing to hold on to this? What is it about this that you're choosing to hold on to? So let's say I'm going to use the death of a loved one, because pretty much everybody has been through that. And a lot of times people go into this sadness that I'm not talking grief. I'm not talking the process of mourning your loved one. I'm talking they shift into a sadness and that becomes the everyday, the norm And using that person's death as the reason for the sadness. Now, I will say this, and it's going to sting. I give you a trigger warning. It's going to sting. It's been said to me. It stung. If somebody was truly a loved one, they would not want you to go through your life being sad because of them. So... If your parent passed away, or your best friend or your spouse, okay, wherever they may be, looking at you from a different realm, a heaven, whatever your belief is, when they're looking at you, they want to see you enjoying your life, not wasting it, not being sad on their account. So it's extremely it, it's eye-opening. And yet it's a little triggering, it's a little painful, and again, there's a huge difference between grief and the mourning process and carrying around emotions from things that have happened years ago, decades ago, you know, early childhood, whatever it is. So please understand there is a difference. And I am talking about those feelings and emotions that we're carrying around for years and decades and from childhood i am not talking about something that is fresh and new and there's still a process a grieving process a mourning process to walk through that's a whole different animal so here's what i want you to do okay and i'll give you some examples i want you to journal grab a piece of paper and a pen or if you're an audio 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 person visual person Grab your phone, put in the little voice memo thing, let the voice memo pop up and voice memo this to yourself. You don't have to send it anywhere, but answer these questions honestly. This is for you. This is not for anybody else. This is for you. And then once you've answered these questions honestly, do it for each event Then from there, you're going to go into reframing it into a positive, into something that's going to support you and uplift you. What does that look like? Uh, I'll use a parent because, again, I've lost both my parents and there was a lot of sadness. Uh, I'll tell you, like I said, my mom's gone not quite a year and there are still days where I'm so excited about something, I pick up the phone, I automatically go to dial her and then I'm like, oh crap. And that at one point in the very beginning, was very overwhelming for me. So it got to the point where here's the hack for that. For me, I would grab my voice memo, and I would voice memo her. Now, I feel my mom is with me in spirit constantly. I feel my dad is with me in spirit constantly. But that was my way of having a conversation, was using the voice parent, the voice memo for my parents. So If let's say you're sad because you miss your parents and that's the emotion, that's the event, shift it by saying something like, I enjoyed having my parent in this lifetime because, and then start listing all the things that were joyful and the the good memories, the happy stuff, all the exciting things. Um, I remember when my grandmother, when I was younger, my grandmother uh, lived gosh, maybe 20 or 30 minutes from where I went to college. And one of the things I would do, I did this straight from high school. As soon as I got a car, I would go to her house a lot, spent a lot of time with my grandmother. And she, and I may have told this story because it's still one of my favorite memories. She would make chocolate chip cookies from the sausage roll. And she would call it cookie sausage cookies. But it's basically the Nestle Toll House and it's the thing that looks like a sausage. She would make those chocolate chip cookies and she would put them into a Chinese restaurant soup container. She would make them, put them in the container, stick them in the freezer, wait till they were frozen, a couple days, and then she would wrap packing tape, clear packing tape around it. Like, it was crazy. I mean, you would have thought there were diamonds in there. And she would ship them to me at college. Again, I lived 30 minutes away at college, but she would ship them to me and my dorm mates thought it was the funniest thing. I would get them, we would share them, and then I would drive to my grandmother's house to return this Chinese soup container and we would spend the day together. And now my grandmother's gone, uh, gosh, about a decade now, but those are the kind of things that I keep reminding myself if I'm having a sad moment and I miss my grandmother, that's what I think of. And I'll have an entire conversation with her. So, you know, that's the question. And I reframe it to I enjoyed having my grandmother in this lifetime, because now, if you're somebody that grew up in Florida, or had grandparents that grew up in Florida, this next one's going to make you laugh. I would go to my grandmother's place to swim. And I was young, I was, I don't know, probably 10, 12 years old. And I had to put on one of those rubberized bathing caps. Now, if you've ever seen a picture of me, my hair has always been really long, except for a few years when I cut it. It It's a Dorothy Hamill thing in the 70s. But my hair is extremely thick. And if you can only imagine the adventure of trying to get my hair into one of those rubberized swim caps. And... If you're somebody who did this, please get into my DMs, tell me your story. Um, But I will tell you, those are the fun things that I would remember. And heaven forbid, I would go into her pool without it. There was always some old lady or old man and, you know, old, I'm talking 80s, 90s, that would basically file a complaint and I would laugh and I'm like, oh my gosh. But, you know, these are the things that I choose to remember versus my grandmother being gone. So reframe it, find the joy, take the lesson, and then move on. And my rule of thumb is this. As you're paying attention to what you're saying to yourself and the different self-talk, things like that, here's my rule of thumb. If you would not say it out loud to your child, don't say it to yourself. What does that mean? If you're talking to yourself and you're finding yourself saying things like, Oh, I'm so stupid. Would you say that to your child? No, of course not. And if you are a parent and you're saying that, please stop. Here's the thing about it is if you would not say it to your child, don't say it to yourself. Okay. Treat yourself the way you treat people you love. And I'm assuming that you treat people you love with kindness and gentleness and acceptance and unconditional everything and you know that kind of stuff so take the lesson from it move on and most importantly share your journey I can tell you that I've been through some really crazy stuff over the last couple of years if you follow me at all on Facebook and I encourage you to because I'm quite entertaining I've been told if you go back just the last Two years, two and a half years, you'll see there's a huge shift in things that have happened. The good and the not so great. But I share it all because had I waited till I got to this side where things are love and light and I didn't share the sadness and the grief and the anger and the frustration and the darkness, it wouldn't make sense. So please, please, please share your journey. Let people celebrate your wins and just have fun with it. Just remember, tomorrow's not promised. The past is gone. All we have is right now. And so I hope, I hope you've enjoyed this. If you have, you know the drill. Share it. Pop into Instagram. Tag me. Tag me on Facebook. Like whatever. Whatever. Let's get the word out because we all deserve to live a happy and healthy life. So guys, I hope you enjoyed the bonus episode and I will be back in a few days with our regular, regular episode. (laughs) Bye for now, guys. Hey, thanks for listening. If you love what you heard and feel inspired, be sure to leave a five star review. Connect with me on social media, screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend as everyone deserves to live in happiness, joy, peace, and abundance daily. Until next time, may your day be full of magical moments.